Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. Uh, I'm your host Mandy. I always get into the thing where I'm like, oh, it's a new episode. It's it's always a new episode. It's not the same episode and I don't know why I say that. Anyways, so as always, you can check us out on the Podbelly Network on podbelly.com with other great podcasts such as My Age and Project Reclamation who I have a host of on today's episode. (laughs) Why, thank you. So I've got Tim on, and we're going to be talking about Project Bluebeam. Yes. So I guess I'll just get started. Yeah, so tell me about Project Bluebeam. (laughs) So so I've always been interested in Project Bluebeam, but I've never really looked too much into it. Uh, Honestly, when, when when I first was interested in it, I always just kind of thought it was, and this is only part of it, I thought it was just a plan to basically fake a bunch of alien attacks on, you know, uh, whatever, North American soil to get everyone, or maybe the whole world's soil, I don't know, to get everyone kind of basically scared, kind of like think Independence Day style, you know, so they all kind of look to the government for help, and then that's when the government can kind of just take power. So they kind of like, they unite us all with a common enemy so that we can all bow down to the one world government, <laughs> because we're all being attacked by the crazy aliens. Yeah. So... So, Mandy, I think you and I both thought that's all it was. And then when we looked into it, we found out it was so much more. And I'm so excited. I mean, this is like the dessert buffet that I probably shouldn't eat that I just keep going back to for (laughs) seconds and thirds. Um, So, yeah, essentially, it's a theory by a uh, a French gentleman uh, named, uh, we'll call him Manast. I I don't even know how to pronounce his first name. Serge? Sergey? We'll go with Sergey Manast. I think it's Serge. Surge, surge <laughs> modest. I'll just, I'll, I'll be super, like, I'll be super, super California about yeah. surge modest, bro. <laughs> um, so, so basically, it's a theory that claims that NASA is attempting to implement a new world order through a new world religion, uh, with basically the Antichrist at its head to start basically a new world government. Uh, they're going to do this via technologically simulated second coming and kind of unite all the the relig- all the world's religions by making people believe that their beliefs are wrong and that this is what they need to do and scaring everyone at the same time so they're so freaked out that they're like, oh, we'll do whatever you want. We'll do whatever you want. <laughs> now, could this happen? Are people trying to plan this? I think if you just take kind of the gist of it, I think I could definitely get on board with that. If you add in all the details we're about to cover – there's a lot of holes, so I don't know. Uh, we'll, uh, not that I want to quote Fox, but I'm going to. We'll, we'll report. You decide. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. That's <laughs> that's exactly what I'm about to talk about. So, it, like I said, it was presented in 1994 by, and that must not have been the first time he he uh, posited this theory, but by uh, Serge Manast, and uh, he later p- published a book called Project Bluebeam. Now, I don't know if this is where it comes from, but there was, uh, I believe, an FBI or military um, operation called Project Blue Book, which yeah. is where they, they studied. Do you know the details? Because I don't. I was just going to make it up. It's about like uh, like UFO yeah, encounters yeah. and it's aliens. Like, and... Yeah, it was like the legit like the legit study of do UFOs exist, have mm-hmm. they landed, et cetera, et cetera. I think most of it's probably declassified by now. I don't know the details. But I'm guessing Blue Beam probably came from Blue Book. So, probably. Like, it makes sense. 
So uh, I guess uh, a lot of the theorists, and we're going to talk about a lot of like uh, Bill Cooper type followers, um, that kind of that kind of crowd. And I'm not I'm not belittling that crowd. I, I believe a lot of stuff that you guys believe. But um, a lot of the proponents believe that I guess Manast and another unnamed journalist who was looking into some of the same stuff were they both died of kind of fishy heart attacks. So a lot of people that are fans of their theories believe that they were actually assassinated with fake heart attacks. <laughs> um, and they also believe that the Canadian government kidnapped Manasque's daughter in an effort to <laughs> dissuade him from investigating Project Bluebeam. Which is hilarious because it's the Canadian government. Like, we don't do that shit. <laughs> hey, your government invaded, a, invented a gaydar to tell people we're gay so that they could throw them in camps and stuff. Yeah, but um, we did bring down the White gaydar, House. Yeah, that's true. The gaydar that the, that the, the Canadian government invented looks a lot like that thing that the Scientologists use to read. Uh, I think they might be like the same apparatus. I'm not Probably. Sure. So originally, and so he must have had this theory for a long time before he like made it super public. Because originally he said it was supposed to be implemented in 1983. Then he changed his story and it was 95. Then it was 96. And then he said, oh, it's going to happen before 2000. Uh, seriously, trust me, 2000. Well, folks, that was 19 years ago and it still hasn't happened. So... <laughs> Like I said, parts of this I could get on board with, and parts of this might already be in the works. I'm not sure. But as a whole, I don't know. So uh, it has all the kind of usual hallmarks of a conspiracy theory. It, it pulls in a lot of a lot of unrelated stuff. So I guess, like I said, if you, if you kind of dissected all the parts, there's definitely things I can see that, like, hey, I, that could definitely happen, or maybe that kind of already is happening. But as a whole, it's kind of like a sort of a... Uh, what do you like when you mix up all the leftovers after Thanksgiving? Oh, sorry, you don't do Thanksgiving, do you? We have our own Thanksgiving in October. Oh, okay, cool. Very cool. Do you eat turkey? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like the same. Yeah. Ours is just to honor the harvest. See, that's better. Do you have to like sacrifice a goat to like honest the god of the harvest? You and... can. That's if awesome. If you want to. <laughs> There was there was a farm in San Diego, and one Thanksgiving, they were they were selling a package where you could you could kill your own animals to serve yeah, at Thanksgiving. That's awful. Well, I mean, kind like if you're gonna eat it, I don't know. I can see both sides. But I don't like thinking thing, that it was like a real animal one. So I like you don't have to. The whole thing. Pretending. I don't even think. I don't even think it happened because it got shut down like before it even started. <laughs> They're like, no, we're not letting people slit goats' throats and like kill chickens and stuff. Um, so like I said, the whole thing is kind of discombobulated. It seems to me like a lot of different parts that may or may not be true all kind of put together. And it kind of becomes this like snowball effect where you could kind of throw anything in there like 9-11, like uh, <laughs> Northwoods, like yeah. just everything can kind of fit in and it gets interesting. So like I said, uh, basically he published a book. Apparently that book is almost impossible to find. But apparently it really sort of traces back to four things. A transcript of a 90, 1994 lecture that he did that was tra – and everything's translated because I think he only spoke French. Probably. Um, a GeoCities page. Now, that's – I mean, that's, that's high-tech technology <laughs> that's right there. That's old school. <laughs> Written by David Oppenheimer, which appears to draw on the original book. And um, a page called EducateYourself.org compiled in 2005, which appears to include a translation of the book from French – and then two conspiracy theory books published by a guy named Pierre-André Teguif. <laughs> That's my best French accent. Apparently, he was a mainstream academic expert on racist and extremist groups. Oh. <laughs> now, I don't know if that means he's like studied the racist or extremist groups or if he was an expert in being a, an extremist <laughs> racist. He's an extreme racist. He's extreme, yes. Uh, <laughs> so 
Anyways, so basically, like I said, this kind of it 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 it, it can envelop a bunch of different conspiracies. Uh, some of the some you might be commu- uh, familiar with, or at least have heard of, would be Harp, 9/11, the Norwegian Spiral, chemtrails, FEMA concentration camps or death camps, and guess what? Tupac Shakur. <laughs> That's random. <laughs> I know. And the funny <laughs> thing is, is I couldn't figure out like they mentioned that in something that I saw. Couldn't figure out like the details behind it. They just said it and then just left me hanging. So I don't know. So basically, it's just like kind of it's like it's got all the parts of like something that could be like the the end all be all of where all conspiracies come together. <laughs> um, so I mentioned Bill Cooper earlier in um, in ninety one. He published a book called Behold a Pale Horse. Any one of you who know anything about conspiracy theories, I'm sure you probably read it or you least know of it. So there's a lot of correlations there. A lot of them are kind of a little soft, but this one's kind of cool. So I, I took a quote out of that book. Um, I'll just I'll let you read it, Mandy. Okay. Because I'm talking too much. <laughs> That's okay. I like hearing about it. So the quote is, It is true that without the population or the bomb problem, the elect would use some other excuse to bring about the New World Order. They have plans to bring about things like earthquakes, war, the Messiah, an extraterrestrial landing, and economic collapse. They might bring about all of these things just to make damn sure that it does work. They will do whatever is necessary to succeed. The Illuminati has all the bases covered, and you're going to have to be on your toes to make it through the coming years. Can you imagine what will happen if Los Angeles is hit with a 9.0 quake? New York City is destroyed by a terrorist-planted atomic bomb. World War III breaks out in the Middle East. The banks and the stock markets collapse. Extraterrestrials land on the White House lawn. Food disappears from the market. Some people disappear. (laughs) People disappear all the time. (laughs) <laughs> the, True. the messiah presents himself to the world and in all a very short period of time can you imagine the world power structure can and will if necessary make some or all of these happen to bring about the new world order so yes people disappear all the time well there, he, he's, he, i think he's oh, referencing 411 <laughs> No, I think what he's referencing is is that there there's there's uh there's there's a lot of theories that the government or some nefarious mm-hmm. uh, group of people had uh were were had a plan to essentially disappear a bunch of people yeah. and basically uh call it the rapture, you know, like from the Bible mm-hmm. where like all those people disappear just like out of nowhere. That was like apparently part of the plan. So, I think that's what he's <laughs> referencing. Now, for the record, Bill Cooper did not believe in this whole blue beam thing he had a lot of his own theories this is just one passage from a very very long book that happens to jive with some of these theories so i just kind of pulled that out but bill cooper is not necessarily a blue beam enthusiast well he's not anything now because he's dead but um so so is he (laughs) him and epstein are hanging out on an island somewhere yeah with tupac there that's how tupac island tupac island yeah (laughs) Shout out, uh, hat tip to uh, Sophie <laughs> Podcast on that one. So here's the general theory. Without a, wor- without a universal belief in the New Age religion, the success of the New World Order would be impossible. So what you have to do is you have to shake everyone's beliefs down mm-hmm. to their cores. So, you know, the Christians have to believe that, you know, everything they believe in Christianity is wrong. The Muslims have to believe that everything they believe in Islam is wrong and, and so on and so forth. Um, and that, you know, all the atheists would have to believe in something. I don't know. So, uh, allegedly they, they thought through uniting people in basically breaking down their beliefs in religion and creating a lot of panic. So people are kind of drawn towards 
you know, they say that like, you, you know, people, there's a lot of people who are, who are never religious until it comes down to like a time when like their life's on the line and then suddenly they believe in God. Yeah. So it's something like that, you know, you, you believe, you believe like, like all those things, like there's earthquakes, LA's on fire, San Francisco's on fire, Canada's, uh, I don't know, Canada, <laughs> there's, <laughs> I wish there's, we were on fire. That'd be warm. There's be nice. Uh, you know, I, I've I've lived in the middle of wildfires my whole life. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Because <laughs> they're not supposed um, to live in California. Nobody's supposed to live in California. I'm convinced that they're just trying to burn California to to bring the the cost of the costs down so that they can buy the whole thing and sell it to I don't know China. Who knows? <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, the the whole idea is that if they basically shake everyone's beliefs to the core. Um, you know, that, that they could kind of control everybody through sort of a desperate panic, um, you know, but the existence of all these different religions, you know, spinoff cults, competing sects, atheists suggested controlling everybody at one time through one sort of uh, religion or secular something would be would be impossible. So they have to kind of break down all that and then draw everyone together with some grand plan. Um, so the theory suggests using advanced technology to trick people into believing in something that united kind of everybody. The plan would have to assume that people wouldn't question the validity of this. And then I put, you know, whatever. Because <laughs> ultimately, if you listen to what we're about to talk about, it sounds like the freaking Fantasmic show at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> to me. Or like, so, I don't know. So basically, what, uh, so we'll just kind of go into the steps. So step one requires the breakdown of an archaeological knowledge. So this would be accomplished by faking earthquakes at precise locations around the planet and faking new discoveries, air finger quotes that y'all can't see, <laughs> at these locations that would basically, um, that would basically, uh, what do you call it? They would, they would show that, that all these things people believe, like religious people believe, are fake, if that makes sense. So like, you know, all the things that like, oh, this was the, this was the, the robe that Jesus Christ wore. And like, this was, I don't know, Moses's staff or something like all these <laughs> things, they would have these fake discoveries that, that basically, um, showed that all the stuff that people believe in the major religions was kind of BS. So that would be kind of the first part. So people start doubting what they believe, because if you want to usurp a current way of thinking, you need to completely destroy it before replacing it. However, religious belief is notoriously resilient to things like facts. Does anyone know anyone who's so super religious and so religious that if you gave them something that was complete fact that disagreed with something that they believed, that they would actually believe it? But that's the thing with religion, though. It's it's a belief. It's not a science. So well, that's, it's that's really faith. hard to shake someone's beliefs. <laughs> I totally agree. Because, I mean, the the whole thing behind religion... Or, or even not even really, it doesn't have to be religion, but you know, it's all about having faith. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I don't know what the actual definition of faith is, <laughs> but my definition of faith is, is believing truly and completely in something that you can't see or prove. Yeah. So, so it'd be really hard to just like, Oh, look, we found this thing that says Jesus was a fraud. <laughs> like, I just don't know how that would go over. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I was kind of, so here's, here's some more details. The Shroud of Turin is a famous example and is still believed by many to be a genuine shroud of Jesus as opposed to the medieval forgery that it has been conclusively shown to be. So even though they proved it was a fraud, people still believe, nope, that's Jesus. You can't prove me wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this one's my favorite. This is our phantasmic show at Disneyland. <laughs> the sky projections. <laughs> so basically... The way that this was going to go down, and you have to understand, this was this theory was was it was published in ninety four ish, 
I want to say, but he, I think he started coming up with a lot of this in the seventies. So technology, shit, that's like 50 years ago. Yeah. Technology 50 years ago was different. So he did have, I mean, he came up with a lot of ideas of stuff that, that exists now, but back then it would have been super cheesy. But, um, essentially what the the idea was, was they were going to project images of the, all of the, 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 the religious leaders, quote unquote. So like Jesus and Moses and, uh, Muhammad and I don't know, take your pick all. (laughs) Yeah. Buddha. Exactly. Um, so whatever, you know, whatever all the major religion, they, they would project all these God like figures into the sky and then they would use some sort of communication. So everyone felt like the God like creature hologram things were talking to them, telling them that everything they believed was bullshit. And then at some point, all of the figures, these holograms would all morph into one figure. So think, this is my favorite part, think Voltron. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So they're all going to morph into a giant Voltron <laughs> that becomes the Antichrist. But not you don't know it's the Antichrist yet. So I just kind of ruined that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, so, so they all morph into... The, so basically they're all saying, what you believe is wrong. We're all actually one God and our name is whatever. Pick a name. Um uh, I think Audra was the name that he used or something like that, Steve. which is weird because that Audra references like, yeah, Steve, there you go. Whatever. <laughs> so, so imagine like some giant freaking whatever holiday parade thing with like a hologram light show. And then all of your gods morph into one and become freaking Voltron. And I don't know. That sounds amazing to me. I want to see this to be yeah. perfectly honest. Um, but at the time, he had to kind of like invent because like the stuff didn't exist back then. Yeah, that's crazy to think of. Like even if he was thinking about it in the seventies, like how he, he should have imagined it. He should use his energy to create some of these things that he had visions of that didn't exist yet, and he could just he could have just been a rich tech guy. Yeah, he could be living in Silicon Valley right now. Anyways, <laughs> so so <laughs> so then part of what they wanted to do was telepathically con- um, communicate with all the people, and that's how they would give. That's how they would give all these people the, the messaging from, from these gods. And this involved the use of a Soviet supercomputer, which would be fed with, minute, with the minute physio-psychological particulars based on the studies of the anatomy and electromechanical composition of the human body <laughs> and the studies of the electrical, chemical, and biological properties of the human brain. I read that. That's why I was stumbling all over <laughs> it. It's a lot of big words. Um, so essentially, they were going to use some supercomputer... Uh, they were going to use some super, super low frequency, um, uh, commu- like uh, radio waves, I guess, to basically communicate with people telepathically. So they could, or you would think it's telepathically, when really it's going through some sort of uh, radio waves that are such low frequency, you can't necessarily hear them with your ears, but you can like feel them in your brain or something. I don't know. I'm not, Weird. I'm not an audio guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess these computers are also capable of inducing suicidal thoughts. So now this one's interesting because this actually, if you want to talk about like the connections from this to fact, there is some, there is some evidence that some of this technology was actually used in the MK ultra stuff. Yeah. That's so true. now we're connecting. Oh, you know what? There's another, there's another conspiracy theory. Well, I don't think it's actually a conspiracy theory, but there's another thing that fits into this whole, you know, this is just like a one size fits all conspiracy theory. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> My question is why would NASA use a Soviet supercomputer when when the USSR had to import a bunch of its stuff from from uh, from the U.S. and probably Canada back in the day, anyways, 
Well, and also this is totally outdated because the USSR doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. No, it's just Russia. <laughs> okay. So step two B. So this is there's a lot of steps. This is <laughs> this is a list of lists, folks. So 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 bear with me here. This happens when the holograms successfully dissolve social and religious beliefs. So this is when they all kind of morph into one. And that is boom. Now, this sounds this sounds weird. It sounds crazy. It sounds like Tim's insane. But if any of you are familiar with Operation Northwoods, which is completely well, it's mostly declassified. It's completely true. And it was basically all these crazy, crazy plots that the US thought up with back when Fidel Castro took power in Cuba and they were a, you know, a communist stronghold. They had all of these false flag things. They thought they ended up, ended up not happening, but they had planned all these false flag events to try and get the U.S. to be on board. Well, the U.S. and actually the whole U.N., I think, to be on board with the U.S. attacking basically fake something that Cuba did so that we so that everybody would be like, yeah, go attack Cuba so we could go attack Cuba and kill Castro. One of the plans they did come up with was to produce some sort of a hologramic figure of God above Cuba to get all the people on board with that their <laughs> government was bad. So, so there there are little there's little you know inklings here that it's that some of this isn't too far from what they've actually tried to do. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So step three is that's so I kind of morphed you know two two B and three and to say I should have wrote this there'd be way less steps. <laughs> um, so step three is that the the sort of two the the telepathic communication. And then we move on to step four. This is where it gets fun, guys and gals. So this has three parts. The first part is making humanity think an alien invasion is about to occur in every major city. So this is what I thought all of Bluebeam was, was just fake alien attacks to get people <laughs> panicked and want to just sort of give up all of their rights and freedoms and liberties and, and security to for the government to protect them. Oh, my God, someone's gonna, the alien's going to kill me. <laughs> government, protect me. Take my freedom. Um, step two, and this is what where you were talking about people disappearing, making all the Christians believe that the rapture is about to happen or has happened. So that's where they just disappear people, and all the Christians are like, oh, they all got taken to heaven. Now we have to deal with the seven seals and the mark of the beast and all that fun <laughs> shit, locusts and rivers of blood and frogs. And then the step three was a mixture of electronic and supernatural forces, allowing the supernatural forces to travel through fiber optics, Co coax is that coaxial cables I think mm -hmm. power and telephone lines to penetrate all electronic equipment so basically they're gonna they're gonna spread ghosts through telephone lines <laughs> essentially <laughs> I think there's a movie so, about that <laughs> I'm sure there is um, so just basically like just like Bill Cooper's quote earlier they're just gonna flood everyone with so much crap that people are just so panicked and I live in Southern California I'll be honest when it rains outside people like freak out and like they can't drive and they think the world's ending. <laughs> so that's just a little rain. I'm sure you guys can handle rain up there, but <laughs> if that's what people do with a little bit of rain, I could see like, maybe not these things, but just throwing a bunch of crazy shit at people, like makes people do crazy things. Yeah. I mean, look at when people like do mob behaviors in, in big events or, oh, yeah. you know, riot riots break out. Like it wouldn't be if like, if we're just looking at kind of their end game to drive people so crazy that they're willing to just do anything to feel safe again, it would be pretty easy to do, I yeah. feel like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so apparently, and I don't know where this quote comes from, but apparently the techniques used in the fourth step are the exact same used in the past in the USSR to force people to accept communism. When you say the exact same, you're telling me like that they ghosts. did all... They didn't... They would faked alien invasion? Yeah, I don't know where that... We'll pretend <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, Nobody knows so, what really uh, happened in the USSR. Apparently, a device <laughs> has already been perfected that will lift enormous numbers of people, as in the rapture, 
uh, or fake UFO abductions. And apparently this this device exists. They can beam people up just like freaking Star Trek. But then do what with them? Like if they're going to you know, know. lift them all up for the rapture, but then they have to go somewhere. What if it's like Willy Wonka and then when that kid gets beamed <laughs> up and then like he's like tiny or he's in the street? I forget how that movie went, but something like that, right? It was like through a television. They like shrunk him down to like television. And then was he like ways. stuck in the television? Yeah, he was like stuck small and they had to like rebigify him. Ah, I like that term, rebigify. That's scientific. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, 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 Manash quotes a few different movies that are apparently propaganda to prepare people for all of this shit. And one, the first one is 2001: A Space Odyssey. The next one is Star Wars. And the next, I said movies. These are one of these. Two of these are multiple movies and are lots of TV shows. Star Wars and Star Trek. These all involve alien invasions from space. And if he had lived longer, he probably would have said Independence Day was another one. Yeah. Basically, there's a lot of people who believe that all these alien movies and alien stuff in pop culture is all to basically just sort of propagandize and, and get people ready for a fake alien attack so that they can do all this crazy shit. Another one that he says is propaganda was Jurassic Park. <laughs> and that was to propagandize evolution in order to make people think God's words are lies. That's crazy. I know. But is it, though? <laughs> I know the hardcore Christians don't believe in dinosaurs. There's dinosaurs like a, oh, It's like the Seventh-day Adventists or the Mormons or something believe that like the dinosaur bones and all that were put there to like trick us. It's all a big fake thing. But, but Eddie Bravo believes that the dinosaurs are fake and the government put it there because he believes in flat earth. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> when did, like, I don't even understand why dinosaurs have to do with flat earth. Um, <laughs> I think it's that, that the world's not, the earth isn't as old as it used to be. Mm, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. You know, I can get on board with or at least pay attention to almost any conspiracy theory I've learned. I mean, there's some that are weird. But Flat Earth is just one I can't I can't get into. Flat Earth was great because I did an episode with my friend who is actually like has a degree in astrophysics and it was awesome to hear him like refute the insanity of Flat Earth. But you know, here's but here's here's a funny thing about Flat Earth though. The people who believe in Flat Earth, they cite all the times that NASA and the government and like they the all the lies and bullshit they've pushed through. And all those things are true. They really are lies and bullshit and fake t- fake photographs. It's like you want people to think we really landed on the moon. But yet, a lot of the footage and, 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 and pictures and stuff from the moon are all fake. Now, I get that maybe the pictures sucked back then because cameras sucked, or maybe some of their stuff got burned up in the, the Van Allen belt or something. But it's like, once people prove that half the shit is fake, they're going to believe it's all fake. Oh, yeah. So, I'm not saying we did or didn't land on the moon. I'm actually kind of torn on that one. But, um, but the, my only argument against the moon is, is just purely the Van Allen belt. Nobody has ever explained to me how they got past that without burning up, but that's for another show. <laughs> so apparently once they have morphed all of these creatures into this giant uh, Voltron Lucifer Antichrist thing uh, or whatever we're calling it, then it would be a ritual initiation into the New World Order. So everybody must bow down to this Luciferian hologram. <laughs> and those who didn't fall into one of seven categories. First, the Christian children will be kept for human sacrifice or sexual slaves. That's fucked up. Number two, is it though? You could just say they got sent to Epstein's Island. <laughs> yeah. <Come on. laughs> Number two, uh, prisoners to be used in medical experiments. Well, and here's the thing. Like half of this stuff has been used by countries. Yeah. Or, I mean, a lot of these were like 
the Nazis and, and the Nazis certainly weren't the only ones to do that. Any, like a lot of the stuff. So number three, prisoners to be used as living organ banks. Wow. <laughs> I need a new liver. I'm just going to open my closet and there's Joe. Joe has a good liver. Yep. Healthy workers to work in slave camps, uncertain prisoners in the international reeducation center, thence to repent on television and learn to glorify the new world order. <laughs> I like that one. I just yeah. like the Number six, the International Execution Center. That's probably the Denver <laughs> International Airport, I think. Yeah. Um, and number seven is an as-yet-unknown seventh classification. So that one's like a surprise. Yeah. That's a surprise party right there. Oh, and uh, there's there's a seventh one, but I don't know what it is yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, Manask, you made all this shit up, so why not make it? Well, I guess it makes it more mysterious. So... Uh, what do we actually know? What are some facts here? This is the, the kind of the last section. So that's the whole thing. That's what they're going to do. They're going to start a little small, maybe some earthquakes. They're going to have some geographical or whatever, archaeological finds that, that, that disprove a bunch of uh, religious type stuff. They're going to get people to kind of start kind of questioning their beliefs. Then all of a sudden, all of your deities are going to pop up in the sky. They're all going to tell you you've been wrong. They're all going to morph into some Luciferian antichrist and tell you that you should bow down to the new world order. And if that's not enough, at the same time, a bunch of Christians are going to start disappearing into the sky (laughs) and aliens are going to land in the White House lawn and, uh, I don't know, in Toronto and freaking Paris. And they're going to (laughs) be climbing up the fucking Eiffel Tower and stuff. Uh, and then and then eventually you're all going to bow down to this sort of Voltron Lucifer. And if you don't, then one of six things we know about or a seventh that we don't know about <laughs> can happen to you. Uh, so a couple of facts here. Uh, Joel Engel's book, Gene Roddenberry, The Myth and the Man Behind Star Trek, was released in 94, shortly before Manasseh's lecture on Project Bluebeam. And here's a quote. In May 1975, Gene Roddenberry accepted an offer from Paramount to develop Star Trek into a feature film. So this must have been obviously before he actually developed it into a feature film. Actually, I don't know if he did. No, I think he did. Because I think the second one was supposed to be about killing JFK, but then they scratched that and changed it. And moved back into his old office on the Paramount lot. His proposed story told of a flying saucer hovering above Earth that was programmed to send down people who looked like prophets, including Jesus Christ. All the steps of the conspiracy theory were in the unmade mid-70s Star Trek film <laughs> script by Roddenberry, which were recycled for the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, The Devil's Due, broadcast in 91. And interesting enough, I, I mentioned earlier that I think the quote-unquote uh, Antichrist or whatever his name was, Audra, in the Bluebeam theory, in this episode of The Next Generation, it was this this being comes down, her name is Audra, she gets she she causes some crazy earthquakes, gets them all kind of a little on on edge, yeah. gets them all to start bowing down to her, and they think she's some sort of god, and apparently in the end, good old uh, you know, Professor X slash Captain Picard, uh, he unveils her plan and and shows that she really had her ship, but her ship was cloaked and she wasn't really a god. She was just someone who had some technology that made earthquakes and made her seem like a god. So, yeah, so a woman uh, comes from a planet, uses magic-like surface tremors and other visually yep. impressive stuff to get inhabitants to believe she's a god, yada, yada, yada. And good old, uh, you know, Jean-Luc Picard, Professor X, you know, he's like, boom, look, she's a fraud. Everybody's like, yay. Yeah, because he did Not- it, too. They, like, hacked into her ship, and then he's like, oh, look, and he's, like, making yeah. the tremors oh, and so shit, too. Oh, seen that episode. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. See, <laughs> I should have let you tell that story, because I, I have So... Uh, there's no evidence of deliberate fraud on Manasseh's part, given that his head was quite thoroughly full of squirrels and confetti <laughs> by this time. 
Um, it's entirely plausible that they just came up with similar theories. However, the actual source is obvious. And he might, I don't know, he might have watched it and then not actually, like, meant to do it, but it just sort of kind of fed into his brain because he might have been crazy by this point. Who knows? So that's kind of the facts that we know. He might have just sort of naughty, like, subconsciously just ripped off a uh, uh, an episode of, or not an episode of Star Wars because this time it was just the, uh, the, the whatchamacallit, the script of a movie that didn't get, yeah, Star Trek, that didn't get, wow, see, I need to get my stars right. <laughs> Can't upset the nerd audience that way. I'm sorry. I know I do know the difference. I, I'm 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 a sort of fan. But um but yeah, so so who knows? There's a lot of crazy stuff here. And and it's it's such a cool like I said, it's like a snowball. So yeah. he obviously had a lot of crazy ideas and then you get a lot of people involved and there's I mean, shoot, you can get people to believe in flat earth and some other stuff. I mean, when people believe in something, they really believe it and, and yeah. it's just, just like not unlike religion, which is the, what we're kind of talking about here, you know, people will believe in something. And even if you prove, you can prove to them that it, you know, what they believe is wrong. It's still hard to get them to change their mind. Um, it's kind of like, you know, if you have a friend or, or, you know, someone, or you heard a story about someone who had like a drug or alcohol abuse problem or a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend that, that was a bad relationship. You can't really tell that person that they need to quit or leave no. or anything until they're ready to hear it. Because even if you just provide them with, proof positive evidence they're still going to tell you to go f yourself and then you're going to lose them so yep. it's interesting but that's project bluebeam yeah it's kind of crazy and like i didn't uh, like i kind of heard about it before but i didn't really know all the insane details of the whole like merging all the gods into one crazy god it's really like the actual antichrist i want to see like since we do have that technology now to like actually see how that animation works where they all just kind of like merge into like a big ball and then out pops this other guy or they slowly like pieces go together and it's got like Jesus's arm and Buddha's belly. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, let's be honest. It probably looks like Shiva the destroyer when it's done. Yeah. With all the extra arms and everything. (laughs) Or, or what's his name? Goro from uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the old like the old school claymation looking one. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome! <laughs> like classic. Like, of the why Titans. doesn't someone make a movie like about Bluebeam? That would be that would be an awesome movie. I would watch that. Yeah, it'd be like crazy to see. And you could I mean, have how it many... as, like this dystopian horror movie, you know, or it's yeah, that's what happens with it. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm, I'm on board. So, so what are your thoughts on this whole thing? I I think it's it seems like. It started like it started off like uh, as a snowball where he had this idea that there's okay there's this whole new world order and they want to get people on board and then he's like okay and then what about this and then this one and then this fits in there and then what about this too and then there's a seventh thing like just trying to right. fit everything in there but at the base of it like yeah probably you know it's it's a good conspiracy theory and it's a good conspiracy that you know right. we know that the governments do stuff and try and control the population. So it would be oh, 100%. a good way to do it. Well, and like when I kind of, when I break it apart, I'm like, would the government fake an alien attack to get everybody on board with the government? Probably. I think a hundred percent they'd yeah. be willing to do that or something similar, you know? I mean, so, and then like, you know, some of this stuff, like, like the whole projecting a God in the sky, that's an idea the government actually tried to do or, or wanted pretty to sure do. Like and they Japan got... did something like that. Or they, there's a conspiracy about Japan doing something like that. Cause there was like that city in the sky and there's like pictures of it. It's either Japan or China. And I feel like I need to look into this because yeah. I'm not. 
There was something like that. I remember seeing like pictures in passing on the internet and one of those like crazy, you know, conspiracy subreddits or something and how it was like something that they're trying to, or they're working on something to project stuff into the sky or something like that. I love it. I love all this crazy stuff. It's fun. It's, but yeah, I believe it's not that, too far fetched to believe that the government would do something like this. No, no, I just I think that I think trying to put it all together in one thing is is a little bit unbelievable. But yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, would the government do some of this stuff? A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I I totally believe that they would. Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, I, I well, I mean, like I said, if you look at Northwoods, mm-hmm. Northwoods is real. It's fact. It's declassified, and that is one of the many things, including trying to trying to give uh give castro a skin infection through yeah. uh a, a like a wet a wetsuit that was like infected with spores trying to kill him with an exploding cigar one thing they tried they were going to try and poison him but not with a poison that would kill him a poison that would make his beard fall off because they thought that if his, <laughs> if his luxurious beard fell off his people would no longer follow uh, him because all like it's like freaking samson and delilah like like can you like imagine like being that beard that agent that's like they're sitting around the, in the room like okay what can we do to, to overthrow him? How about we make his beard fall off? It's like you're reaching there. They they follow his beard. <laughs> yeah. They must follow his beard. That would be like if like if like if it got like if if whatever, if Trump's like hair fell out or like <laughs> toupee or whatever. Away. Whatever that thing on his head is, if that flew away during a speech, <laughs> the whole country was like, Oh, we're done with you. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. Trump's so, hair just flapped away in the wind one day. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you asked me to pick a, uh, a topic. This was I thought this one kind of had some paranormal stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And it had a lot of conspiracy in it. And it's just kind of a fun one. It's got a lot of crazy, which is always good. It, 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 yeah. But if you if you do break it down, it gets a little scary. Yeah. But um, the other the other uh, and I think I mentioned this earlier, but the other conspiracy I'm going to throw in here that this one also kind of has a lot of ties to would be like the Denver International Airport. For oh, sure. yeah. That's crazy. Death. That's a ridiculous place. That is amazing. I did. I did. A, I did half of a, a hillbilly horror stories episode with Jerry on the Denver International Airport. <laughs> it's a messed up place. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I started talking about the Freemasons, Jerry's like, "Oh, I can't talk about Freemasons. The last time I did it didn't go so well." I was like, "Oh, should I stop talking? I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared." So yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. It's a lot of crazy. This. Yeah. It's definitely a fun topic, though. Yeah, <laughs> and thanks for being on to talk about it. No problem, no problem. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm happy to be on here anytime. So your show, where yes. can people find that? So our show is called Project Reclamation. Um, you will not find topics like Project Bluebeam on our show. <laughs> Although, uh, in case you didn't realize, I, I'm you know I'm not super serious. Uh, so our basically our po- our podcast is uh, kind of about motivation, but not in like a super serious telling you what to do kind of way. It's more like we're three guys plus a bunch of kind of co-hosts that sort of show up here and there <clears throat> who have all been trying to make kind of positive changes to our lives. And we just want to kind of share what we learn along the way and hope that you guys come with us. So I think it's yeah, it's motivational, but I think it's a lot of fun. And we definitely, you know, there's no, sh- no, no shortage of... Uh, immature humor and dick jokes and that kind of stuff <laughs> that you'd expect from three dudes who've known each other for way too long. Um, but, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun. So you can find us on your best bet is to just go to podbelly.com and then you can find all of the awesome Podbelly um, podcasts. Or you can go to our website at projectreclamationpodcast.com and there's some fun stuff on there. We just added a couple of uh, 
a couple of sections where we kind of post some of our favorite recipes and because there's there's a health and fitness aspect to it too and we talk a lot about like mental health and and kind of getting through some of that so um yeah and then uh you know you can also find project reclamation on uh wherever you listen to podcasts so <laughs> Um, RIP iTunes. I'm, I'm like so used to saying you could find yeah. it on iTunes or wherever iTunes doesn't even exist anymore. So whatever it's called, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're probably there. If not, just go to our website and you can listen to us there. Awesome. Well, thanks for being yeah. on. It was definitely fun. No yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast apps. Just look for the podcast. And as well, the Podbelly Network. Check them out at podbelly.com on the internet for all your podcast needs and wants. And you can find my shop at shop.littlegeekloss.com with all my fun t-shirts as well as everything else, you know, for me at littlegeekloss.com on the internet. Check that out as well.